Welcome back to the Swedish podcast. In the previous episode, we heard of the dispute between Guru Hargobind and the camp of Prithichand, who at that time were being led by his son Mehrvan. Most Sikhs will know of this dispute by name. Sikhs call that camp of people the Mine or the Minas, one of the groups which Sikhs are explicitly prohibited from associating with. So these stories shed light on that dispute. So now this chapter that's coming up, chapter 15, describes how Guru Hargobind maintained his station there in Lahore for many months, presumably years as well. The Sangat would come and go after seeing Guru Hargobind. Large groups of Sikhs would come from Amritsar, first bathing in the Sarovar there at Darbar Sahib, then bringing with them many offerings for the Guru. Some were bringing very strong and fast horses. Some were bringing weapons. Guru Hargobind, looking at these types of offerings, was extremely pleased. The community leaders, the Masans, from all around would bring the offerings given to them by Sikhs of those of their localities. Every day there was such a great amount of people visiting Guru Hargobind, bringing these offerings with them. The Sikhs would go out and search wherever they could to find the best of horses. They would give great amounts of money to acquire them and then bring them for the Guru. They would also do the same with the weapons as well, bringing the best of weapons, very sharp-bladed ones, made from fulad, also called boots or Damascus steel. They would bring weapons of all types of varieties, from spears, arrows, very fine bows, expensive rifles as well. At the time, they had matchlock rifles. They would offer these in hopes of pleasing the Guru. So the Sikhi of the true Guru had spread throughout all the regions, in the big cities and in the smaller cities. There really was no place where it was not known. And meanwhile, back in Lahore, Sattar and Balwand, the two Rababis who Guru Hargobind kept close, would perform Kirtan with the most spectacular renditions of Raal, which would bring about great joy and happiness in the hearts of all those listening. But these two great Rababis had now passed away in Lahore while living with and performing Kirtan in the Darbar of Guru Hargobind. After they passed, a Rababi by the name of Babak takes their place, who would also sing in Rag so beautifully. Guru Hargobind kept him close, being his patron, so Babak could perform Kirtan in the Divan in the court sessions of Guru Hargobind, reciting various Rags, which by listening to Guru Hargobind was greatly pleased and bestowed great amounts of wealth to him. Guru Hargobind also patroned many others in the congregation as well and would provide for them as well. So this is how Guru Hargobind spent his time in Lahore and after many more months and presumably even many more years, they received notice that Jahangir had passed away. Shah Jahan, the eldest prince, had now ascended to the throne. He sent out a hokum, a command to the entire region that all the senior ministers from his father's empire, his administration, should come to him. So all the regional leaders and fort commanders, they came bringing with them offerings for Shah Jahan, representing how Shah Jahan had authority over them. So they would bring uh, great amounts of elephants, horses, from wherever the now new emperor Shah Jahan would desire, they would go and fetch these items out for him. 
So many days passed in these celebrations of Shah Jahan being anointed as the new emperor of the Mughal Empire. Everyone became placed under him and he took over all aspects of power. Everyone was made subordinate under him. But this is how, just in the same way, the Sikhs of the Guru were coming to Guru Hargobind, bringing with them weapons, horses, great amounts of wealth. And to that end, there was one very clever Sikh in Kabul who had great amounts of wealth because of his very successful business. Uh, he would always take out one-tenth of his earnings of this fund for the Guru. He kept it separate and would let that amount pile up so he could purchase something spectacular for the Guru. When he heard the news of the new Guru, Guru Hargobind, he heard that the Guru's disposition was such that when he saw a very agile, strong, fast horse given to him by a Sikh, he would liberate those Sikhs. Guru Hargobind had such a great desire to mount up on a nice horse and go hunting that he thought, all the great amounts of wealth that I've collected, I should go search around for the most exquisite horse to offer to the Guru. So this Sikh went off to find the best horse he could but he couldn't really find any really expensive horses where he was around Kabul. So he searched throughout the Balak and Bukhara regions. This is in the Khorasan area. So this is like northwest of Kabul, uh, which now basically covers uh, northern Afghanistan and some parts of Uzbekistan as well. He also went into Rum. Rum here in the text is referring to Asia Minor region. So this is an old way of categorizing a part of Asia uh, this basically includes the west side of Turkey, uh, certain regions around the Mediterranean. Rum here is not to be associated with Rome itself, uh, just uh, named this way on account of the Roman Empire once ruling over these areas. So colloquially, during the time that Santokhsin is writing this, the Rum reference here is related to that area which is now called uh, Asia Minor. So this Sikh traveled through all of these regions in Western Turkey, in the Mediterranean, and found one very fine Iraqi horse, which was extremely expensive. And when he was introduced to the horse, he walked up to it, he caressed it, seeing how beautiful it was, he thought, you know, this horse is fitting for Guru Hargobin. So he asked the broker there, how much for this horse? Tell me, I'll go get the money right now to please you. The broker heard this, Looking at the Sikh, he just replied, honestly, this horse isn't meant for you. It doesn't suit you. This horse is meant for a king or emperor. This horse is way beyond your means. It's very, very expensive. The Sikh replied, well, you're quite right. This isn't for me. This is for the Satcha Padshah, the true emperor. I won't be picky about the cost. I won't count it up properly. Just tell me and I'll give you everything I have. But tell me, how much will it cost? The broker then said, well, this horse would sell for 125000 So don't even think about it unless you have 100000 on you now. The Sikh at that point was so happy in his heart. He knew he didn't have the full amount, but he had 100000 So he thought, okay, uh, he would take the horse now off his hands for that amount, and then he'd pay the rest later. So he paid that guy 100000 took it off his hands, and he set off with such a fine horse. It would run and jump like a circus actor. It was so agile and strong. He took it back home to Kabul, where he then, when he got there, he covered it up with old and crappy fabrics to hide how spectacular it was from the locals. He had a desire now to go visit Guru Hargobind and receive his darshan, his divine sight. 
So all the Kabul congregation, they got together and were getting ready to make their travel out to uh, Punjab area. The term used here is Madardes. Madardes as a term used for Punjab region, you find in Braj poetry uh, in those times, even in the works of Guru Gobind Singh Ji. So when he brought the horse to the congregation, he was hiding it in these old fabrics, hoping that no minister of the local administration would see it, hoping that no one would tell the emperor of this very fine horse, uh, which is in the hands of essentially uh, somebody in the worker class, a low class person. So he hoped and wished for the deliverance of this fine horse to Guru Hargobind quickly, and without any troubles along the way, and was doing everything he could to ensure its safety. So when the congregation altogether was traveling down to Punjab, they had to cross a river at some point, they hopped onto a boat, the horse came as well, and then when they got to the other side of the riverbank, there was one minister there from the Peshawar region, and he saw the horse, and he recognized it immediately as being a very beautiful, agile, and quick horse. So he started to walk up to it, he started caressing the horse, he was just blown away at how amazing it was. His heart basically stopped. He was just so attracted to it, it was like a bee seeing a beautiful flower. He asked around, you know, whose horse is this? Who's bringing it here? Where is it going? The Sikh then, who was with the horse, he replied saying, this is the great Guru Hargobind's horse. He, they had purchased it. I'm just bringing it to them. But this idiot minister, he thought in his mind, he thought, oh, this beautiful horse is fitting of only for the emperor, Shah Jahan. He would ride it with great pleasure. If I bring it to him, he would praise me greatly. How can I take this horse and bring it to him? But Guru Hargobind has been staying with the emperor, and I don't want to upset them and then have to be told off by the emperor for angering Guru Hargobind. So what I will do is I will write to the emperor about this situation. And if they desire the horse, well then I'll bring it to them. If the emperor has respect, for Guru Hargobind and tells me not to bring it, then I will not. And then I will not be punished by doing something without asking first. So the minister of Peshawar, he thought this, and he wrote the letter, he sent it off, telling the messenger to hurry and get there before the Sikhs in this congregation get to that region. So the minister was thinking that, hmm, the emperor will, he'll give me so much money if I please him with his fantastic horse, he'll praise me. So then that messenger went off, he took off on that long journey and eventually reached Shah Jahan. And when meeting with Shah Jahan, the messenger read out the message and it made Shah Jahan very curious about the horse. He called the messenger close and said, tell me, where is this horse coming from? The messenger replied saying, the group is about two to three days behind me on their journey. They're going to the camp of Guru Hargobind. There's a big group of them, these six. I went ahead and came here quickly to deliver this message. So Shah Jahan heard this and got a small group of soldiers together, sending them off with a close minister, telling them all to bring that horse to him. And that Sikh from Kabul who bought the horse was so depressed after this happened. He couldn't be taken out of this pain but he had to give up the horse to those soldiers. Right after he gave it the horse up, he just couldn't help it. He just took off. He just ran towards the camp of Guru Hargobind in Lahore. He left the congregation behind. He wanted to tell Guru Hargobind as quickly as possible. And 
Not long after, he got to Lahore. The Sikh from Kabul was so brave and so determined in his heart. But getting close to Guru Harakman, he clasped his hands together and bowed in front of the Guru and just started bawling. Te- tears were falling from his eyes. He couldn't even say anything. He was in such pain. Guru Harakman looked down, asked him, Oh Sikh, please, tell me, what is the pain in your heart? From your face and expression, you look to be in so much pain. Did some big task of yours get ruined? The Sikh heard Guru Harakman ask him and then got himself together. Slowly, slowly, he said to Guru Harakman, Oh Guru Harakman, I had planned something so big, but it's all ruined now. I've been planning this and arranging this for many years. I traveled all around Balak, Bakara, spending so many days there searching and with great love for you. I even reached Asia Minor, Rum, and from there I purchased a horse worth 100,000 rupees. This horse, such an agile, strong, beautiful horse, I had brought it with such great desire to deliver it to you. I kept it hidden in the most crappy and old clothing. I came in a big group, a congregation of six from that area who were traveling down, but somebody told the emperor, and then the emperor had sent a group of soldiers to take it from me. I couldn't put up a resistance. That is why I'm so gripped with sadness and anxiety. My desire has not been fulfilled. It now just remains in my mind. I have not seen you, Guru Hargobind, mount this fine horse. Such a great pain now resides in my heart. I live in Kabul and run a successful business there. I saved up and collected all my daswan, one-tenth of my earnings, for this offering, thinking that if I save it all up and spend it on a horse, that you would be so happy. The six told me that you love horses. That's why I spent all that time searching out the best horses for you. Those people that took the horse from me, I told them that Guru Hargobind himself had paid for this. I was just delivering it. No one listened to that. No one had any respect for that. They said, who's that? Who is Guru Hargobind? I had nothing to say back to them. And they took it to the emperor, Shah Jahan. I was left defeated. I couldn't do anything. So I just came running as quick as I could to tell you. Guru Hargobind, seeing how much love the Sikh had, comforted him greatly, and then said, That horse which is meant for the true Guru, how could that horse remain with some other idiot? Your desire has been fulfilled. Don't have any doubt about this. This horse will return to me in some time. Don't worry. No idiot will be able to mount and ride that horse in the meantime. To make you happy, we will bring that horse back. We will mount that horse and ride about jumping around with it. Don't worry. Have faith in this, that your desire will be fulfilled in time. You will see it with your own eyes. The Sikh hearing this felt like he had been given a new life. He was so happy, he was in such bliss. He bowed down over and over again to Guru Hargobind while clasping his hands together. He stayed with the Guru for some time now, over the next few days and weeks, awaiting to see how Guru Hargobind would bring back this horse. So that's how chapter 15 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear how this horse now suddenly gets sick when in the stables of the emperor and how the Sikhs endeavor to bring it back to the Guru. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. If you would like to support future episodes and content on the Suraj Podcast, you can sign up to the Patreon page. You can find the link on the SurajPodcast.com website or the Mangalacharan.com website. And always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast, helping to further this journey 
as we continue deeper into the life stories of Guru Harbhajan. Oh,